Welcome to the Todd DeVolt Show, exploring the best ideas and lessons for leaders. <laughs> good morning, good morning, good afternoon, depending on where you're at. And today I'm really excited because, you know, I always use like uh, football analogies and stuff like this when we're talking about emergency management. And today, well, we're talking about Super Bowl. So, you know, before we get into today's show, I want to thank Buffalo Computer Graphics since 2002. Buffalo Computer Graphics, D-Land, Disasterland, Emergency Management Solutions has helped teams across the United States and Canada prepare for, respond to, and report on emergencies. So D-Land's secure web-based tools um, are extremely intuitive and our automated their automated custom system workflows reduce data entry and error. With D-Land, any organization can easily track, manage, and report multiple incidents from one unified solution. We're going to get into what DLAN is doing today, actually. With roughly a million viewers each year, so a lot of people, the Super Bowl is the most iconic American sports event. And, you know, people are talk, always talk about the fact to have Monday after be a holiday and stuff like this because so many people watch it. Also, it's worldwide, so it's amazing. So it becomes a highly sought-after event. What I mean by that is, like, could possibly, could things go wrong? And last year's Super Bowl was hosted by the city of Inglewood, Los Angeles, <clears throat> Los Angeles County. And today I have with me the guy who, on the emergency management side of things, was coordinating the, for the city of Inglewood. Uh, Keith, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you, Todd, for having me. It's greatly appreciated. Yeah, we've been talking um, about your role and what you're doing and, um, you know, the the Super Bowl in general, the impact that it had on your city um, and then some of the technologies that you use. But let's just kind of roll back to the beginning when pens and paper. When you guys knew that you were getting the Super Bowl, when did the planning really start? Well, essentially, uh, focusing more on D-Lines, first I want to actually, if I could start off and say, I want to give uh, definitely deep thanks to our city mayor and the city council for actually creating the environment to allow the city to support the Super Bowl. Uh, our leadership actually created a, a connection to allow the SoFi Stadium to be built in that area, which then again followed on with the actual Super Bowl being uh, held there. We're also uh, hosting the World Cup and the Olympics in 2028. So, right. so many thanks for our leadership. Uh, continuing on, um, I came on board um, City of Inglewood in uh, August timeframe. In April, the city was starting communications with DLAN and the actual county group as far as the use of DLAN, but in a IMT, IEP type of response format, as that's like the easiest format to kind of get like a idea how to how to utilize this system uh, and how to actually operate it in the best way possible. Uh, once we started that, uh, we were able to understand like essentially the strengths and weaknesses, which the weaknesses of course were very small and they were very easy to, to either uh, supplement or, or, or fix. But we started in earnest, say like in September when we shifted from that IMT IEP format and went to a strict EOC format. And that was a bit of a pretty big shift because we went from response now to management. And when we have a big event and using DLAN for the very first time, the city was using DLAN for the very first time. And the first time we were going to use it was for the Super Bowl. Uh, we had a pretty big learning curve, not only for the platform itself, but as this was our very first Super Bowl, we had to really kind of like run it on the fly 
to understand uh, what conditions were needed to be to had to actually exist to support this pool successfully. Um, in my own personal experience, uh, it's never the shark problems, those big problems that really frighten me or even uh, dissuades me from anything at all. It's those piranha problems. It's those small problems that actually create failure because a big shark problem, you can see like from a mile away, but the mm -hmm. small ones that nibble away are the ones that we're actually trying to uh, uh, correct and, and make sure it worked for our event. So one of the biggest things is, in my opinion, is that you can have a great system. You can have a system that has all the flashing lights and, and uh, bells, but if there's like a lack of communication and a common uh, communication lane for all agencies that are participating to where information can flow from top to bottom easily and cleanly, and then you don't really have a successful management system. Fortunately, DLAN worked greatly and very detailed with us as far as uh, working with to ensure all the agencies, I mean all the agencies, that's going to be local, uh, county, state, federal, schools, private, nonprofits, uh, to ensure that uh, we actually were able to understand what entity needed to be observers in the system and what entities needed to be creators in the system. And also, in addition to that, to make sure that operated, once we got that list working with DLAN in the city, we actually went out and we trained all these agencies and how to use it because identifying them is half the battle. Having them trained and having them to be able to operate and feel comfortable with the system was quite, quite important to make sure that we were successful, not only for the Super Bowl, but uh, maybe it wasn't mentioned, but 11 days prior to, there is like a variety of events that were occurring all throughout LA City in support of the festivities, essentially, Super Bowl. And so we ensured that everyone was in DLAN that had to be in DLAN. We ensured that there was training for everyone that was in DLAN. We ensured that there is a level of comfort from all of the agencies that were in DLAN. So they felt comfortable in uh, creating information and also uh, creating agency reports and sit reps and things like that. So and in, in addition to that, um, just to put a little side note on this, you know, so you don't think that we're like solely focused on working on DLAN, the city was also creating their EOC. When I mean creating, I mean building their EOC from scratch starting in September. At the same time, we actually start to generate uh, some forward, uh, forward way with DLAN. So we were literally using an underutilized room in a sub-basement in the city hall, building out an EOC, carving out a room, carving out three rooms actually, and we're in certain technology tracking the, the project and we actually got the EOC up and running in five months mm. while we're doing that. In addition, uh, just to understand what else is going on, because this is a very new situation for me because I never had so many things going on at the same time. Some are related to the game itself and others related to like projects and logistics, like construction and such like that. But the, uh, but the city and the city OES team did an awesome job in making sure somehow everything flowed together and was uh, successfully uh, completed by the time the main event started. And so if I may continue. Please. Excellent, thank you very much. So we also uh, created, we were part of the operations committee. And so more like the leader actually, we actually created the actual uh, command structure 
uh, how we were going to operate during game day. There is like 23 agencies involved with this. And to support the agencies, we actually created a thing called the JOC, which is a joint operations center. That's where all the agencies uh, form up. And that was created on the 2nd of February. Uh, and we also created a JIC again in the senior center with all the agencies, including SoFi and the NFL. We also uh, had a human trafficking uh, location also in the senior center. And we also had an emergency communications team uh, Verizon and things like that to ensure we had emergency comms throughout. Uh, the senior center was very, very an opportune place. It was built in 2018, so it was brand new, had all the uh, appropriate support infrastructure to support all these teams. And also we had two uh, 5G cell towers right next to each other, right next to it. So we were able to really, really uh, lean on that for a bit. Um, in addition, just as a bit of a good news for this, even though we had all these people inside of our senior center from first level to the second level, and uh, there uh, for 11, 11 days, essentially, 24-7, uh, uh, not a single case of COVID occurred uh, for any agency attending. <clears throat> That's due to the fact that the city took very, very extreme cautions, including putting air purifiers in every room, ensuring that there was spacing, ensuring there was temperature checks, ensuring that there was locations where people could go outside on the roof and actually get some uh, more clean air. And so I think even though the big focus is going to be, you know, D-Land, Super Bowl, I think this is probably our biggest victory, having that many people in one location. And because of our precautions, not a single case of COVID, no one came back sick. So it was a definitely success up and down the ladder. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially when you're, you know, pulling so many people together and, and you know, that was like one of the things we talked about before is that, you know, EOCs opened up and people, you know, and then your entire team was sick. That's, that is an amazing stat right there. So as you're preparing and, and I want to kind of get into like, like your conversations that you had, because I mean, there's a lot of times with agencies build silos or they don't work well together, um, you know, the FBI doesn't really care what Inglewood PD is doing and compared to what the security for NFL is doing. How did you break down those silos and get everybody to kind of work in the same sandbox? Well, we knew it was a very large event. And uh, what we wanted to do is to ensure that we had a uh, zero communication obstructions and blockages for this event. And so we presented DLAN as the uh, best um, the best avenue for, for communication. This was done by pointing out how everyone had their own internal uh, type of emergency uh, software, whether it was WebEOC, NCS4, uh, NCS, uh, um, BOT, um, Rave, all these other systems that they were utilizing, uh, which were great individually for those agencies, but we told them, you know, for this event, we're going to have to work as a family. You know, we're going to have to work as a team, be very collaborative, you know, and we actually made a great argument. And also DLAN team also helped out with that greatly. So every time we had a call with these agencies, DLAN was right there, was able to answer the more technical questions that came up. And so we were able to uh, utilize DLAN as a communication tool by not uh, infringing on those uh, those locations that we're using those like we're, we're, we're not we're not we're advocating to replace their system we're advocating to use this as a backbone for communication to the EOC and to the jock and to the JIC. and so once that was understood 
that it was a backbone and not a replacement, then there is more acceptance. Yeah, absolutely. There's a question that came in and I, not necessarily in your wheelhouse, but I, I know that you probably had to deal with at least planning for it. And um, he was talking about drone technology and um, illegal flights and how has that been addressed? And then also could could more larger drones carry explosives and stuff like that but um what did you guys do for that outside security um and how are you guys tracking events that were going on um that were maybe potential um issues well that's a great question and this was uh before the ukraine war where drones are being utilized in a great you know in a great number and so uh again with dlan we worked with our outside federal agencies and we were able to put a drone module in there to where we could track the drones on a map so essentially it would come in we'd get a call from either faa or from the field units on the ground and they would actually tell us that a drone was in this area and we would take that information and we would put it into dlan on a map where everybody could see where the actual drones are located and doing so we were able to actually historically uh uh, visualize where the majority of the drones were taking off from our landing. And that right now gives us like a better idea where to place additional law enforcement in the event of a large event like uh, the NCAF championship or the Olympics or the World Cup. So now we know like primarily where they're going. So that was all uh, addressed in DLAN. Uh, it was actually one of the most busy parts essentially for the Super Bowl. You know, it was pretty much quiet except for that part. There's drones everywhere. It was uh, it was pretty incredible. Uh, I didn't think it would be it'd actually be that intense, but majority of the calls were just drones. And so our JS team or in our, in our planning section was uh, very busy in posting and plotting all of those. And we saw that maybe in the future this may be an issue for the event, especially like after the Ukraine war and now drones right. are a lot more popular of use. And also it. It also presented um, with the Ukraine war, it, it kind of presents like a new uh, aspect of the danger of drones now. Now we see, you know, Ukraine war where they're actually using drones, they're actually uh, weaponizing them, you know, yeah. to drop munitions. And so now that we see how to track them through DLAN, now we see, you know, how SOFI is tracking them. Now we know that they're an actual, like a real danger, not just a nuisance. And so now there's going to be a bit more focus on drones versus before as they were just uh, um, just some type of uh, personal uh, toy that was just wanting to get a better look for their maybe social media channels and such. Right. You know, kind of kind of thinking about like that with drones and, and the reason why the segue is there because I saw drone footage of the parades and the, and the celebrations. I'm putting those in air quotes for those that can't see. Uh, I was talking, Keith and I actually yesterday were talking to somebody from New Zealand and we're, <laughs> we're telling saying, hey, when we when our teams win over here, we tend to celebrate by breaking things and burning things down. Um, and you had the luxury of having a Los Angeles team playing, you know, the home team literally, literally playing the Super Bowl in their home stadium. Um, what was planning for those celebratory, um, I don't say violence, but celebratory destruction uh, like? Well, actually, we're quite grateful to have uh... – uh, very, very competent partners in the way of law enforcement. And also LA Metro played a, a big key as uh, they were busing people. The whole idea was for a Super Bowl, our main parking location was at LAX uh, parking locations. And so 
we didn't have any parking on the actual SoFi uh, property itself. Hmm. So they'd come in, bus in, bus out. So in that way, um, it was very good. Our law enforcement was quite, quite, quite excellent. They ensured a flow of traffic. And also our traffic people here in the city, they ensured, you know, that the actual lanes were secured. And also before that, of course, everything requires pre-planning. So uh, Inglewood law enforcement also, uh, this was like months before the actual event itself, uh, worked with uh, a, a, a traffic uh, company to actually indicate like where they're going to actually put the blockades, what lanes will be secured. And that was all, just to go back to D-Land, everything's going to rotate essentially around D-Land because this is uh, our... That really was our primary, the whole event was a primary point of communication. And so uh, we were able to, the traffic plans came in a PDF format, but we were able to digitize it using our GIS team into uh, DLAN itself and our mapping. And so that way we were able to see, also using Living Atlas, which is a way to track live traffic, and also using the camera feeds that were fed in through our police and uh, public work side. We're able to indicate exactly where the traffic clogs were, where there's congregations, because that was all being fed in from the police department into DLAN as well. For instance, just to show like how DLAN helped us as far as uh, deconflicting situations like breaking down goalposts, uh, we had a situation uh, <laughs> where a bus was being accosted essentially by some over-enthusiastic winners. Um, however, we did have LA Metro uh, emergency manager inside of our own EOC, and we had the cameras up from Public Works through DLAN. He was able to see right away when that was occurring, when someone called him, we were able to direct the camera to that site. And from that, he actually called his people, and his people had the police there. It must have been almost under a minute, and that was deconflicted because we're able to not only communicate through DLAN, but also visualize the problem and also communicate out to the problem and solve the problem. And uh, there with a very, very small uh, impact on the transportation of our mostly calm spectators back to their parking units. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I didn't see a lot of reports on anything, so that you guys all did a great job on, on keeping that and no one ripping down go posts and throwing them into the LA River, right? Like a... <laughs> 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 so, so I, I, I'm going to answer as this question in a weird way for you because it seems like the Super Bowl. We always use the Super Bowl of this, the Super Bowl of that, right? right. But was the Super Bowl truly like a dress rehearsal for what you guys are planning for the Olympics and things? Dress rehearsal. I'm not sure if I would use that term per se. I would more <laughs> say that it was. Um, an introduction versus a dress rehearsal because this is the first time we used DLAN right. in any event. So, and also this was the first time we actually had like a, for Inglewood, like a joint operations center where we actually were dealing with like 23 plus agencies. And so some of these events, this, this was like a serial level one event. So I know for um, some of these other events are not going to be the, at that level, even though the level of importance isn't any uh, different, but for, I think every large event is going to have its own set of challenges. Even though we can learn from what we did in Super Bowl, uh -huh. uh, we definitely have a much better understanding on how DLAN operates and works. Because when we first did this in September, was, was when we actually first in earnest started to use DLAN. 
And so fortunately, running back to D-line here, BCG actually sent out uh, several teams. This was critical, actually. They sent out several teams to the Jock, the JIC, the airport, and also have like uh, portable teams where they could actually go if there's a question concerning DLAN. And so while the first 11 days when we were supporting events in LA, uh, DLAN was actually on site and they're actually uh, a flyaway team essentially. So just say if the airport had a situation where they didn't understand or they couldn't log in or they, they couldn't actually uh, put their data in, they would actually drive out there and go over their shoulder and do a, a hand tap on their shoulder and actually help them through that process. And so DLAN flyaway teams were all over the city, uh, whether it was a morning side where we had all of our equipment or it was over in the, um, uh, the FBI building or the FCC side or the JIC, they were everywhere, ensuring, uh, even though this was a new system for everyone, ensuring that there was a understanding on how it operated. And that was, I believe that was uh, our actual uh, dry run, uh, not a dry run, what was the word you said? It's a dress rehearsal, yeah. That was that was a dress rehearsal right there, you know, okay. our 11 days prior to the big event. That's and fair, so, I, that's mm -hmm. fair. I was just thinking about like how, what of a biggest stage it's gonna be when the Olympics are here, you know, and then of course you said you had the World Cup coming and then, um, you know, the building of the, of the new uh, basketball arena uh, where the um, uh, the Clippers are going to play, correct? That's correct. Yeah, so that's uh, that's that's. You, you, I mean, Little Inglewood is no longer Little Inglewood anymore. It's it's going to be, you know, it's going to be just as uh, a par with downtown LA, huh? Uh, I wouldn't say at par. I would probably say a little higher. <laughs> <laughs> well, well played, absolutely. Uh, a question came in that goes with the funding and, and efforts to allow multi-agency radio communications how to interact with many EM softwares like WebUSC. So it does D-Line interact with other um, softwares? Well, we have an API to them. So that's what happened. So we weren't able to, you know, every uh, software or such like that is going to be its own island. That's why it was so important to utilize DLAN as a back channel for everything. Mm. And so we were given APIs to access some of these sites, like uh, for the DOCs and the WebUSCs. But primarily, uh, the communication was through DLAN. Right, that would make sense. Um, so now, now that you have the Super Bowl underneath your belt, right, and the planning, are you do you are you using? And the reason why I said dress rehearsal, are you using those lessons learned for planning for for other events within the city? You know, um, what did you take away personally as an emergency manager that makes you a better, faster, stronger EM from from working a large event like the Super Bowl? Well. One of the biggest things I took away from this was communication is key. Um, without communication, without uh, an ability to ensure uh, everyone's in the same channel, uh, there's going to be failure. Uh, it doesn't have to be uh, an actual uh, large event to make it fail or a small event. But if there is not like a, a single channel where everybody can communicate and have a voice, have input, uh, there's definitely going to be failure in this. It wasn't. It was clear to me, obviously, as an emergency manager, that communication was important, but it was never so deeply demonstrated than uh, what was demonstrated during the Super Bowl. I mean, the only way, in my opinion, that this proved to be so successful was the fact that we were able to use DLAN as a back channel, and then everybody was able to communicate through DLAN, uh, submit agency reports so everyone knew what was going on, and uh, also with the SIT rep and such like that. So. 
Uh, that's from the state, federal, everyone. So everyone knew what was going on. There was no silos. There was no uh, voids in communication. There was no uh, misunderstanding as far as actions taken. Uh, DLAN provided that, that back channel to where everyone knew what was going on at the same time. And that took away uh, the possibility of having the Tower of Babel and made everyone speak in one voice. That's that's critical. Now, I, I, I always joke like, when you do an after-action report, those, those first three items seem to always pop up. Did you not have communications as a problem then on your after-action report? Uh, as a problem, no. Okay. It's more like a dealing with a solution. Awesome. <laughs> um, a user asked, or a, uh, a listener asked, um, how do you try to, well, DLAN is a product. So how do you try DLAN with a foreign EM? I'm not really sure what that means. Um, I don't know if you can digest that. Do you mean with other users of, of emergency management or do you mean foreign, like as in foreign nations? I'm not positive, but uh, I kinda, I'm, not, I'm not questioning. Before I try to take a stab at it, Keith. Oh, yeah. The biggest thing about DLAN is the book's strength, I believe, is the ability to be able to source out oh. to other agencies. So to say if someone was a foreign, uh, not a foreign agent, but uh, someone who had a foreign EM, uh, say even in New Zealand, say, yeah, uh, we, we could actually provide that person an account and limit his access to whatever channels they want him to see. Just say he wanted him to see um, just the FAC, the Family Assistance Center uh, module, to see like how we're flowing in people in from like an event at the SoFi Stadium. That we could actually provide that person uh, a guest account to say and have them either visualize or uh, create content in that channel. So that's the biggest thing about DLAN. It's like so easily uh, uh, transported to any agency, whether you're in Japan, whether you're in New Zealand, whether you're in Mars, essentially, on right. the space station. So we can do that. So it's very, very versatile in that way. And and they clarified, say, they're talking about the Olympics and, and emergency managers coming over with the teams and, and whatnot with the Olympics. It's actually a good question uh, as far as like how you use it with uh, – with uh, four entities coming in for the Olympics. And I think he answered it. So uh, thanks for, for that. And thank you, listener. for I don't have your name, sorry, because it just says Facebook user. Uh, uh, for that side question, that's actually a solid question. Um, you, you know, we're, we're getting here close to the end. And just could you give me like those three lessons learned that you took away uh, from the Super Bowl experience? Well, actually, this whole success was completed by, uh, by good leadership good people, good partnerships, uh, strong commitment and dedication, good resources, experienced and talented folks across all the agencies, and a commitment and security to our region. I think that was, uh, if I can sum it up, those three uh, questions that you had in that statement, uh, essentially it was a team effort and the urgency to ensure that this was a safe event really played a huge part as far as making this a success. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like all the reports I've seen, everything it was just so smooth from from outside the agency, from outside looking in. Uh, and I'm I'm hoping that was the same feeling that you had from inside looking out that uh, that you guys did a great job. And I really commend you and and the team and everybody who um, had anything to do uh, with working the Super Bowl event um, this year. And I'm sure we'll have more of them. And I'm sure we'll have more big events coming hitting the uh, hitting that area. Uh, I know it's doing nothing but growing where you're at um and uh you, you know i think that's a just a, a, an amazing thing that you guys are doing and, and keep keep up the great work 
was definitely a team team effort. All right. Keith, thank you so much for your time. And we had this again, um, talk about a little bit of other things that you're working on, especially with that, uh, the, the, I don't want to say PowerPoint presentation because way more than that, but uh, with that uh, map, story map, story maps, story maps are amazing. If you guys haven't heard of story maps, you guys reach out to Keith, find out about story maps. His contact information is in the uh, show notes below. Um, and Keith, thank you so much. Until next time, um, let's talk again. Thank you for having me. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for spending time with us this morning. I know that you know you have places to go and things to do, uh, but sharing information, just like what we learned from Keith and what they did with the Super Bowl, I think makes us all better at what we do in our job. You know, um, and we have the Halloween coming up for everyone. I hope that everybody's staying safe in that Halloween space. And if you thought this information was great and you could use it for Halloween planning, <laughs> use it for sure. But hey, also go to your favorite podcast player give us some five stars and share this with your colleagues or friends. And until next time, everybody, please stay safe. Stay hydrated.